Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to South Coast Varsity, the podcast. We are recording this on Thursday evening. We are last day here, last few hours of January. Yes, very exciting. Today we had the South Coast Conference Swimming Championship meet, and so we decided we'd talk a, bit, a little bit about kind of the overview of all the different conferences in all of our different sports and kind of look at where all those conference races are here with just a couple of weeks left in like the basketball and hockey seasons yep, before we get into the now. crossover stuff. And uh, if you are excited about our annual draft podcast, we'll be doing the Boys and Girls Basketball Draft Podcast our next two. So uh, next week and the week after, stay tuned for those. Those are always fan favorites. But first, let's dive into some South Coast Conference swimming. All right. Uh, it was, an, it was a definitely a huge meet for Old Rochester. Um, on the boys' side, they won their second straight South Coast Conference uh, championship meet. Um, Congratulations, Bulldogs. Yeah, I think this is uh, you know, a little bit more of a surprise than last year. Last year, they were pretty stacked, um, and they had uh, Mark Bourgeois as well, uh, but now he's no longer swimming with the team. Um, so I think you know they weren't sure exactly how they were going to stack up in the conference, and they've just had a lot of guys that have you know, filled the void. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Kuko, uh, I mean, he had a huge meet uh, in the South Coast Conference Championship. He won the 200 freestyle and the 100 butterfly. And then he also swam on the 400 freestyle relay. Um, so, I mean, he's getting the job done um, individually and, you know, as, as uh, on the relays as well. Um, so it was kind of a, a some good first place finishes. Uh, Colin Kulak also won the 100 freestyle, but really the depth uh, for Old Ro- Rochester was kind of key. They had a lot of top six swims, according to uh, Coach Mitch Susan, and that really just kind of put them over top uh, uh, over top of Seekonk. Uh, that Bulldogs ended up finishing with 402, and Seekonk had 337. But you know, it was a great season for them. I know they had a couple out of conference losses, but they did win every one of their dual meets uh, during the regular season. So they're both the regular season yep. and meet <coughs> champions. Yep, so that's correct. So I think that's both sides of the banner, both halves yes. of the banner, and the. Uh, Dog pound. Yeah, and then on the girls' side, uh, how do Pontiac boys? How they finish? Uh, Pontiac boys. They ended up finishing in um, in third place um, in uh, behind Seekonk um, and in front of Dighton Rehoboth. So you know, and and with the Pontiac, they. They uh they Low don't have numbers, a lot of numbers, so it's hard yeah. to score in a big meet like that. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, and their uh their only win uh, individually was uh, Dylan Matson uh, won the hundred breaststroke, um, and then they did have a relay, the two hundred freestyle relay um, won as well. So uh, you know they just didn't have they don't have the depth to yeah. to put you know to get all those you know top six kind of finishes. Um, so and uh, on the girls side, it was definitely uh, a memorable meet for Old Rochester as well. Uh, Jenna Durgan. Uh, set a new meet record in the 200 freestyle with a 202.66. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, she's just been doing great things this year. She also helped win the uh, 200 freestyle relay uh, as well for Old Rochester. Um, and the ORR girls finished third place. Seekonk uh, was first, uh, and Aponiquit was second. Uh, so, you know, Aponiquit had a pretty good showing there they had a they didn't have a ton of wins um but they did have a lot of sectional and state qualifying uh swims devin sylvia won the 200 im becky goodfell won the 100 
uh, backstroke, and then the uh, the relay team, uh, the medley relay, um, ended up winning as well. Um, so, you know, at, at this time of the year, that everybody's kind of getting ready. You know, mm-hmm. like you got the the conference championships, which are great, and you want to do well there. But then it's like, you know, you're going to sectionals. Uh, I think sectionals are like the week of the ninth and tenth that weekend, and then the following weekend is state. So that's what everybody's kind of gearing really up towards. Tapering for yeah. and. You know, shaving for and yeah. all those good things. Yeah, and you're getting ready for that. Um, so as Brennan said, that we're recording this on Thursday night. So we have a couple more conference championships um, Friday uh, for our other swim teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishop uh, Stang is hosting the uh, uh, EAC championship on uh, on Friday at uh, UMass Dartmouth. And, you know, Fian, I mean, Fian's always tough. Uh, I know they lost to Bishop Fian. In every sport. Yeah, uh, earlier this season for, for swimming. So it'll, it'll see see if they can get any help from uh, Coyle to kind of, mm. you know, dethrone the Shamrocks. But, uh, you know, Fian's always got a lot of, of ta- talented swimmers and a lot of depth, too. You know, they have, they have big numbers and, and the stud swimmers. So it won't be an easy, easy task. Um, but I think staying, I want to say they, they beat them last year at the conference meet, um, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, they didn't beat them during the regular season, but they beat them uh, last year during the conference meet. And then also on Friday, uh, New Bedford High is hosting the uh, Big Three Championship for mm-hmm. swimming. I think they, they kicked off the diving today, actually, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I think the diving was tonight, and then uh, they like to split it up. Mm-hmm. And then the, the swimming is actually tomorrow at New Bedford, or Friday at New Bedford High. Um, you know, and that should be a good one. I know the boys are kind of you know, a little bit uh, young and have a lot of new guys. But uh, on the girls' side, you know, it should be a pretty competitive meet with the Curry, Curry sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been kind of doing some big things. Um, and we'll also get to see if uh, on the boys' side of Cam Sylvia, who's coming out off an injury. I actually have a story on it. Um, Check it out. Online it's right online now. right now. Hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. Uh, see if he can qualify for sectionals or states in an event. He's pretty close in a few events. And uh, this is kind of his, his last go um, for his junior year at qualifying. He hasn't, he's yet to qualify in an event yet, but he's been pretty close. So, so we'll see if that, that will happen. I think he's already a previous Big Three champ, right? And at least 100 free. <laughs> I if think I'm so. Right. I don't know if it, I, th- I can't remember exactly what he did in his. Uh, eighth I think he won grade. one of the freestyles last year. Yeah. So um, so we'll see what he can do. Um, you know, on Friday. So uh, that's uh, that's right in the midst of the conference uh, championship yeah, lot, for swimming. Lo- lots of stuff going on for swimming right now. Um, one that's already finished up wrestling. Uh, yes. New Bedford High has already won the Big Three championship there. They had a sweep of Durfee and Brockton. Yes, and, and the uh, and the so Durfee match first. was really kind of. Not a match. I mean, yeah. it was, it was. I think at one point the ma- the match was supposed to start at seven o'clock. It started like two or three minutes early, and uh, by seven o five, I think they were up like forty to nothing or something. They're they really was, good at those lower weights. Yeah, They've been uh, enough was, with a lot of big star twenty four nothing, thirty six nothing. Yeah, leads. the pins were coming and they were coming quick. You know, it was it was quick. And that's their first conference championship uh, since two thousand and sixteen. Yes, uh, Steve Sentis his first year. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of full circle. This is his first class he's had since they were freshmen. So uh, they won it as freshmen, th- those who were competing, and uh, now we're going to see. Yeah, and there's just a, a whole different atmosphere uh, going to a wrestling match. I mean, there's the, the new mat. There's the spotlight coming down. You know, you look on the side where it's all New Bedford kids, and there's, like, tons of kids, and it's cheering, and, the you know, there's actually... And alumni coming back yeah, there's, and fans. there's fans and, in the stand. I mean, it, you know, and the, they got music playing, and it's just, I mean, it really is kind of you know, an atmosphere that you want to kind of, you know, you want to be a part of. It's not, you know, it's not a snooze fest. You don't go in there and you're, you fall asleep. I mean, it's definitely exciting and thrilling. And uh, I can see why the interest is up at the school because, you know, it's, it, it, 
seemed like it's a lot of fun to be a part of, and you know they're having a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And Steve Sentis is a big part of that. Yep, and they'll uh, they'll be having. Uh, let me see, I have it down here in my notes somewhere. Uh, sectionals uh, for them, the uh, Division One South Sectionals is next Saturday, so not this Saturday, not the second, but uh, the, the ninth. ninth. Um, it's going to be at Brockton. Um, so that'll be the uh, wrestling South sectionals there. So yeah, you're really getting into the individual stuff now with the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so let's go to basketball here and kind of look at uh, kind of the different conferences we got. A little over two weeks left. The SEC crossover games are February fifteenth, yep. but uh, I think most of the conference games actually wrap up by about the eighth. Yes. So we only have about maybe ten days left of real games. Most teams have you know kind of in that four to five conference games left. So. Uh, Starting on the girls' side, uh, we had a big difference maker game, deciding game. Uh, was that Tuesday night? You yes, covered that Tuesday one, night. Lori. Uh, last year, Aponiquit and ORR beat each other, mm-hmm. and that was their only conference losses. So they ended up tied. Yes, there was the infamous coin toss at Vogue Tech. Yeah, I thought you were, uh, you were at that game. And I was I was at the game, <laughs> not at the coin toss. I, I I was asked not to go into the room, which I I won't get into that. But that was a little questionable. Uh, I was a little curious. Like, so what's going on in this room that I can't be in there for? <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it went ORR's way. Um, and I think this, this year is probably a similar situation to last year where the SEC large champion is probably going to win yes, the, whole, I would the say so. crossover game. So this year, Aponiquit uh, got the win over ORR, and ORR had previously lost to DR. Yes. They, so that puts well, the Lakers right in the driver's seat. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, uh, you know, they had, uh, Poniquet had lost to, to Old Rochester earlier this month, uh, or actually, you know, in January. And it just, uh, you know, that, that you know, sometimes a loss is actually a good thing. You know, it kind of got them refocused. It kind of got them, fi- you know, not really worrying about everything else, but let's just keep playing basketball. Let's let's work on getting better. And, you know, they haven't lost since um, since that loss earlier that this uh, this month. And then, you know, over Rochester, um, you know, went into to the game against DR and just, you know, came out flat, uh, made a lot of mistakes and just really struggled and, and, you know, suffered the loss. So going into that game on Tuesday, I mean, it was, you know, if ORR wins, you know, they're in the driver's seat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, you know, handing Aponiquit their second loss. But, uh, you know, Aponiquit ended up coming out on top. It was kind of crazy. You know, Aponiquit came out in that game, jumped out to a huge lead. I think it was like 12 nothing or 14 nothing, And then Old Rochester storms back and ends up, you know, going on this crazy run to take, I think it was a seven-point lead into the half. And then, um, you know, in the, the third quarter, just Aponiquit just kind of took over. You know, it was just kind of, you know, Sophie Goucher, you know, had a couple um, big drives to the basket. One time she was fouled and made the three-point play, and then she had another one, like, back-to-back. And, um, you know, it just – it really seemed like they uh, – you know, they wanted to win that game. You know, it was kind of, you know, they kind of willed themselves to, to win that game. And, you know, it was kind of a complete game by the whole the whole team. You know, Seablum had a big game. Fortin had a big game. Um, just, just everybody really contributed. And uh, and you almost saw a few times where old Rochester, you know, had, you know, they have the young team. I mean, they're Very good. Young, they're yeah. really good, but they're young. And a few times you could see some of the younger girls get a little like flustered, you know, and not mm. really know what to do and not have that, that it's better. The Megs and the freshman is how I think of that team. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, you know, they, they just came up a little bit short, um, you know, against more, a, a more veteran team. Um, so, uh, but you know, Aponiquit still has to win out. Um, they still have a few more games left. Um, I think they still play Somerset Berkeley and then they have Voke, um, Friday night and 
I'm trying to think of who else they play, uh, but I know they at least have. I think those two. So, so Pontiac is nine and one right now. Yep. Uh, ORR is eight and two, and DR seven and two. So the Lakers just have to win out. Yes. Their last three games are against Vogue Tech, Somerset, Berkeley, and Bourne. Ooh. Okay. So those yeah. are all all winnables. Uh, Somerset, Berkeley is sitting at six and six in the conference. Uh, Vogue Tech still looking for its first win. Yeah. Maybe <clears throat> now Bourne game actually. That game is February eighth. That might be a preview of, of the the, cro- the yeah. crossover game exactly a week later. <laughs> uh, right crazy. now, Bourne is winning the SEC small at seven and two, and they don't have a whole lot of competition. No, there. No. Uh, Seekonk is at five and five, and that's second place in the SEC small right now. Yeah, uh, Wareham has three wins, Case has three wins, and Fairhaven has two. Uh, so there's really a lot of separation there in the SEC small. So uh, Pontiquit basically has to win that. That Bourne game is probably yeah. the last chance that OR or DR would have. Pontiquit's already swept DR. Yep. And uh, I think actually, do OR no. and DR play one more time? I didn't look that one up. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure if they Yeah. Are. So anyway, to decide that second place. Yeah, whoever. Won. Second place or third place. Yeah. yeah. That'll come down to. So, and then... Uh, yeah, basically, after you know, that's the top three in the C large is Aponiquit, OR, DR. Uh, Somerset Berkeley's almost done with their conference schedule, six and six, and then uh, Vogue Tech at 0 and 10. So, yeah, now uh, some other girls' teams, uh, Westport girls are three and two yep. in the Mayflower Comprehensive. So, uh, you know, they're up there, but probably not in the conversation to win it. Nope. I'm sure that's uh, West Bridgewater, as usual, although they had a really close game with them, two point loss. Wow, yeah. The other night to West Bridgewater, so that was a big one. Uh, Old Colony girls are two and three in the Mayflower Small. Uh, Dartmouth zero oh and two in the OCL. Uh, BR is at two and zero, oh, and they're yeah. they're the class of the state. Oh, definitely, yeah. And uh, New Bedford zero oh and two in the Big Three. So yeah. none of those teams really in the running for a conference title. Although Westport's not that far off. Yeah, and Stang. I mean, I know. Oh, and Stang. Stang. I didn't put Stang in there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shoot. I know Stang uh, hosts Coil Cassidy uh, Friday night, and that's a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Coil's uh, been. What are they in the league? Do you know the there? top teams? I don't know right off the top of my head what they are yeah. in the league. Um, but I think I want to say they lost to Fian. I remember reading in Ed Collins. And I thought notebook. they lost to Coil. Yeah, so maybe maybe their own. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, oops, bad research there, my friend. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I, I had nine out of ten teams in here. Oh, that's okay. All right, so this I got staying on the boys' side here. Um, so uh, on the and the SEC boys' side. It's a lot more competitive, especially yeah. in the large division. Yes. This is going to come down to the end of the season here. So right now, ORR and Somerset Berkeley are both 7-3, and three, and Aponiquid is 6-4. and four. So all three of those teams uh, are yeah, still anybody, in the mix. Yeah. Um, DR is 5-6, and six, and Votex 4-8, and eight, so you can probably count them out. But uh, ORR and uh, Somerset Berkeley are actually going to be playing each other on Friday. Oh. Okay. So that's a big, that's one. big one. And then on Tuesday, Aponiquid plays at Somerset Berkeley. So those those two games there could go a long way towards deciding yep. uh, who's going to be the number one seed out of the SEC large, and basically that team's going to play Wareham. Yes, Wareham's nine and one in the small. Uh, Case is in second place at six and five. So uh, Wareham literally could lose out, and they would still only have four losses yeah, in the conference. Uh, so they they have well clinched the SEC uh, small division here. Uh, Case is at six and five. Bourne's at four and five. Seekonk at three and eight, and Fairhaven at two and eight. Uh, then you look across the rest, and uh, our two other teams that have a good shot of winning their league there, New Bedford. Yes. They uh, won at Brockton, a huge victory. Yeah, really this Beating month, the boxers yeah. on the road. And so now Brockton's coming to New Bedford on Tuesday 
New Bedford wins that, and they win the big three and are in the tournament. Huge game. Yes, big one on Tuesday. Uh, now, Stang also sitting 2-0 and in the AC. They've beaten Coyle and Fian. Uh, I believe Coyle was a very – you covered that one, yes. right? That was a very close game. Uh, it, was, it was close Pretty early close on. Yeah, oh, okay. early on, and then, and then new, uh, uh, Stang ran away with it in the second half. So. Okay, and then uh, they, they beat Fian uh, you know, fairly handily, and I, I covered that game. And they're actually uh, – Stang is, is going to Coyle, uh, both of the, the next – you know, the last two conferences. Yeah, they're basically on the road, road the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah, I think they've they, gotten all their home games I, out of the way. Oh, really? I thought they had one more, like, snuck Is it in one between, more? Yeah, I don't I know. Think. I thought at one point they had, like, seven of eight left on the road. Yeah. That, so they still got yeah. one left at home? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Dartmouth, 0-2 in the OCL. Yes. Um, not not doing much there. Uh, Westport, 3-2 and in the Mayflower Conference. And, of course, I forgot another team here. Old Colony's in there, too. I know they have a loss in the league, right, because they lost Upper Cape. Yes, they have the one loss, I so, think, in the I don't know, they maybe like 6-1 and one or 7-1 and one in the league, maybe? That, that sounds Something about like that. right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so on the, on the boys' side, uh, we really kind of still have ORR, Aponticwit, Wareham, Bishop Stang, and New Bedford. Uh, or and possibly Old Colony are still in the search for a conference title. Yeah, sounds like a that's little... a lot of teams. <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome, though, yeah, right? I absolutely. Mean... And then on the girls, uh, Pontiquit, and then OR with a small chance if you know Pontiquit falters, you know maybe against uh, Somerset Berkeley or, or Bourne. Yeah. Then uh, moving on to hockey. Uh, tough loss for Wareham uh, a couple nights ago to Bourne. That was a big upset earlier in the hockey season. Was Wareham beating Bourne, uh, but they uh, lost ten to three on Wednesday to the Canalmen. So that puts the Canalmen in first place at nine and one. Yep. Wareham is six one and one mm-hmm. with the loss to Bourne, and then really the one they probably want back is a tie with Seekonk, oh, wow. which is one seven and one. Yeah. So that's probably the one that they're like, oh gosh, if we'd gotten a win in that Seacon game, they'd be tied with Bourne in the loss column. But right now they need Bourne to either lose or tie a game to have a shot. Uh, Vogue Tech sitting in a solid third place here at five three and one. And the they league. actually play uh, Wareham on Saturday at um, at Hetland. At Hetland, one yep. o'clock, I one believe. One o'clock. Yep. yep. Uh, Somerset Berkeley sitting at four and five. Or not the Bulldog season. Nope. I think their run of I believe it's seven straight conference titles. Yeah, I know it's quite a few. It's something around it's somewhere in the six to eight straight conference titles range uh, is going to be coming to an end. This season, they're two five and one, just ahead of Aponiquit at two and six, uh, and then you have Seekonk one seven and one, and uh, yeah, Seekonk. Actually, there's, there's, I, th- those are some bad notes there. Seekonk DR is a <laughs> is a same, co-op, yeah, same, same team, team. <laughs> one seven and one. Um, SEC conference for some reason had them listed differently, um, and with different. Uh, well, they had DR at 05 and 1, and then they actually had Seekonk at 0 and 2. Okay. And then I was putting it together, and uh, Seekonk DR co op is 1 7 and 1 with a tie, with a big tie against Wareham. Yes. Um, and then you look across some of the others. Uh, Dartmouth is at 1 1 and 1 in the OCL, um, but Barnstable is leading the way there at 2 and 0. Uh, Stang. Despite being eleven and two overall, is one and two in conference play, but they're not out of it. Yeah. Um, Fian is one one and one, and Coyle Cassidy is one zero oh, and one. Hmm. So there's a chance there at two and two. You still got a shot if they can uh, win their last league game. Then on the girls' side, we got another likely conference champion here, uh, Bishop Stang, sitting in first at six wow. one and one. It's amazing. Um, although Cohasset Hanover is right there at five and one. And if you look at it, so 
the way they had the standings on uh, Mass High School Hockey, they had Stang first. But if you really look at the loss column, they're tied in the loss column, and Stang has the extra tie. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if Hanover Cohasset wins out, they're actually the league champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stang, while they're listed in first place, is not actually controls its own destiny. Um, Norwell is third, and then BMW ORR is fourth at three, four, and one. And that was a pretty good game the other day, right? The- Two to one game. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, tied in the third period. Uh, Stang got a late goal to go ahead, and uh, BMW ORR actually outshot them. Wow, um, nice. I would say it was like thirty-eight to something in the twenties in the the shooting. So, uh, yeah, those are uh, the yeah. We mentioned some of the big games coming up, and then uh, February fifteenth, they're going to be the crossover games in basketball. And uh, lastly, let's look at some track. <laughs> yeah, next, uh, one of those conference meets coming uh, up. Well, what we have um, actually this Saturday, it's not a conference meet, but they have the uh, Janiac uh, freshman sophomore uh, invitational at Voke Tech uh, in the morning. I think it starts about mm, between nine and ten o'clock. Uh, so that's all the local, you know, high. Or it's not even just local. It's all the you know high school kids that are freshmen and sophomores kind of go head to head, and and it's not at Reggie. You know, it's at Voke Tech. So it's you know if you want to see some up and coming uh, runners, that's a place to be. Uh, but next week, next Wednesday is kind of the day circled. Uh, Poniquit and uh, Fairhaven uh, go head to head at Voke Tech uh, for that South Coast Conference Championship, and uh, you know for the for the the regular season, that's the crossover on the girls' side. Because right, the crossover championship meet was actually held on a different day than the rest of the crossovers. And yeah, track, some yeah. of the crossovers already took place. Yeah, Monday and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Mon- yeah uh, of this past week. Um, so they kind of left, you know, so that it's only going to be the, you know, the, the boys and the girls conference championship. And then the boys. Uh, Which is nice because you're not, then you can go in there and you actually see who's winning the event. Yes. Is yeah. actually winning. Yeah. And who's second is really yeah, second. Yeah, there's not like three other And it's not that you got to take the time and compare it to the other time. Yeah, yeah so it's, it'll be nice. And then on the boys side, it's uh, Dighton Rehoboth Seekonk is the uh, the boys championship also at Vogue Tech the same night. Um, but, you know, we I think we talked a little bit on the last podcast, you know, about Aponiquit having this great year and being able to to beat uh, Old Rochester for the second straight winter um but they you know they have Fairhaven being one of the great surprises yeah, of our season yeah, yeah i would say that that's probably been one of the bigger surprises mm-hmm. um any you know, sport the, any team yeah yeah and uh you know they're having a great season so it'll be fun to see some teams that haven't had a ton of ton of success you know they had some star athletes but you know they haven't had yeah, it's know, not just or and dr yeah, over and over again uh, so it'll, it'll be nice to see how they do and then it'll be a quick turnaround um for those two teams because so that's next wednesday and then that saturday uh, the ninth is um, is actually the South Coast Conference Championship at uh, Vogue Tech. Um, you know, Saturday morning. I think it's Saturday morning. Uh, usually, I don't know if it starts at eight, nine, or ten uh, with field events um, and then the running. But then, you know, so they only have a couple of days. Yeah, and then, that's crazy. You know, um, and I'm sure at Gotta that manage that training schedule. Yeah, and I'm sure you know Old Rochester will kind of be uh, licking their <laughs> licking their chops <laughs> to kind of get another shot because I know last year. Um, the old Rochester girls lost to Poniquit during the dual meet season, came back and beat them at the conference championship. And I don't know how many they've won straight, if it's seven, eight, you know, the conference meets. So uh, I'm sure they'll be looking to get a little bit of payback and, and, you know, that's where they can kind of show their depth. I mean, old Rochester has such big numbers, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have so many kids that are, you know, that you can put in different events and score points. And that's kind of where, you know, that's the big difference between, you know, the meet the, the big conference meet championships and the the dual meets you oh, know totally different yeah. strategy yeah. yeah so um so that like i said that anyone thinks that coaching in uh, track doesn't involve strategy <coughs> i know uh, watch them come up with their lineups for yes. a conference meet versus a dual meet and all the different machinations and thinking and you know trying to you know 
outthink the other coach and think one step ahead of them and where they're going to put people. Yep. A lot of thought goes into it. So. Yeah, so that's a look across. we got lots of teams uh, still in the mix, some already with conference titles, yep. some in the mix, and uh, you know, a couple with a little bit of a long shot chance, but still in it. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be exciting uh, kind of finish to the season. You know, yeah, you get into February, you're kind of getting into the, the real important end of the season games, and then uh, next, before we know it, it's going to be playoffs. Yep. All right, well, we're excited. And, uh, again, you can come back uh, next week. We'll be doing, uh, I'm not sure if it'll be boys or girls first, but we're doing one of our high school drafts next week and uh, one the week after. And then I think by the time those two go, we'll, we'll be in playoff time. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Lori. Oh, no problem. Uh, it, was, it was a blast. I can't wait to see how many of these teams actually uh, get to win conference titles here. Yeah, hopefully we're renting a lot of uh, conference championship headlines here yes. coming up. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you would please give us a nice rating, five stars, give us a follow, whatever the uh, modus operandi is of uh, that uh, podcast site that you listen to. And you can read all of our work in the Standard Times and online at southcoastvarsity.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, all the socials, Facebook. We're out there. We're trying to share as much South Coast sports news as possible. Thanks for listening. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.